Ready? Yep. Hey, everybody. So this is a quick little uh, intro just to let you guys know that this one, episode 26, actually will be the last one uh, for season two. We did it. Yeah. We did a full season. Right? Wow. It's yeah. it's been fun. Actually. I was pretty it sure has. you guys were going to get sick great. of me after about week three. <laughs> well, we don't want to say that to your face, but just say we're patient. I'll see myself out. <laughs> we're patient men, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, it has been a whirlwind. I will be mm-hmm. honest with you. It's been uh, it's been a great season. Absolutely, honestly, I, I think good topics. Um, just so the listeners know, we literally have. What did I say earlier? 30 topics to that we have in the future yep. to figure out what we're doing, how we're talking about we, them, going from there. We also have some listener-suggested material that we need to dive into. We've got plenty definitely. to come. We're definitely not running yeah. out of ideas. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely, and we'll see you for season three Yeah, we come none, back. None of you guys are listening right now anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> driving to their in-laws. Yeah, they're all drunk on eggnog. Yeah. Well, hopefully not driving. Yeah, hopefully you guys like what you hear. We yep. can go from there. We'll see you next year. Uh, close the gates. Bye. Close the gates. I think should, we're cool. Should we record mine so it's on your thing, or should I just That's play true. it for mine? And you can just Is edit it. Is it easier to record it? I don't know. Oh. It's easier to record it. <laughs> Asking the rhetorical questions, I guess. <laughs> Is it? Say, let me know when you pull it up. Is it easier to record it? I don't know. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't uh, know planes man. that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd way. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. What's going on, guys? Stuff and uh, things, you know. <laughs> right. Freezing cold. I ate a bunch of noodles. Yeah, you're a noodle guy. I am a noodle man. I realize Asian that. noodles, Italian noodles, um, Japanese what? noodles. There, I kind of put that in the blanket of Asian. Oh, fair enough. Asian. Fair yeah, enough. I, I, yeah. I thought I was going to be able I to see like that. Middle Eastern noodles. Is that, is that a, thing? a thing? I don't think so. I don't think they have noodles. I thought I was going to go on like a Bubba Gump thing with noodles, <laughs> and then I got to two, and then. That's you were noodled I, like, out. Uh, I, I think that may be the only noodles uh, on planet Earth. That's funny. Um, if you guys have any, if you know of any other noodles in the world, please uh, give us a call. Are there Russian noodles? Russian noodles? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think they so. call them noodles over there, but I'm not sure. Well, so, whatever the Russian word for Whatever the Russian is. is. But, noodles. But any hoot. But any of you. Well, um, <laughs> so yeah, you're a noodle guy. I'm a noodle man. Um, with that being said, so Full noodles. <laughs> we're not trying to rush through this, but um, we kind of are in a way because we are lucky enough to have a um, guest that we have on the phone, and he is standing by. Uh, this is a person that I kind of discovered through the world of Twitter. 
And he said, absolutely, would love to come on your show and, and talk about my experiences. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our amazing guest. So Robert Pitchell, a.k.a. Oregon Bob, has been involved in the high strangeness since he was young. He saw his first UFO at 10 years old and has been followed by the strange in one way or another. In 2004, he started a group to investigate the weird occurrences in the central Oregon woods. He continues to research the happenings of the strange phenomena he has been surrounded by for almost 58 years. Bob, welcome to Strange Uncles. How are you, Shane? Not too bad. Um, number one, good to have you on. Um, Josh and John and I were just uh, very happy to have you. And, uh, you know, just for some history, um, I stumbled on you through Twitter and uh, was very intrigued with your story and, and some of the fundraising you're trying to do and, and just kind of your story. And of course, I reached out and, and, and was kind of blown away with what you had to say. And, and I guess with that being said, um, you want to introduce yourself or some of your encounters or, or kind of where you're coming from and who you are? Uh, well, my name's Bob Pitchell. Uh, I've been in Oregon for 58 years. I'm 60 years old. Um, the phenomenon for me really, uh, as far as UFOs and, and uh, strangeness has been with me my whole life. Um, a very religious mother, um, and uh, a lot of a lot of things that physically happened that led led me to to the belief at a young age that you know spirits were real. Uh, you know, it was kind of rough at school. Uh, you don't talk about stuff like that when you're in grade school, um, let alone being that young and and uh, handling those kind of things. It, it's kind of tough growing up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And then. Uh, uh, as that started to taper off, I think I was about eight or nine years old. And, uh, the first encounter that I had with the UFO was really something. It's the bell shaped, um, so-called German craft with the, the three spears underneath, um, 10 years old, some friends going to the store that drove older than us, a uh, family of three uh, teenagers. And I jumped in to go for the ride. Me and another friend, his name was Vince. So we're headed to the store, and all of a sudden, Vince, he points off to the window and says, what's that? And here's this craft about 75 feet off the ground going as fast as our 74 Pinot that we were driving down to the store in. <laughs> and the thing came so close uh, to the car that I was so, we were so mesmerized and shocked. Traffic was stopping at all four corners. There was a four-way stop. The name of the store was Three Boys Market. Uh the street actually was 162nd in Gleason and um, uh, 162nd in Gleason uh, in Rockwood in the uh, Portland area. Anyway, we pull into the parking lot. I, I run out of the car, <laughs> go out in the middle of the parking lot, put my hands up and say, I'll go, you know, take me. I'm a stupid kid. <laughs> and uh, the people that were in the car, they were telling me to come back, get out of there, get out of there. And I noticed right away, nobody's in the parking lot, but people are, are there. So I run into the store and, you know, there's, I don't know how many people, you know, maybe a hundred people in the store. And I yell out to the top of my lungs, UFO in the parking lot outside right now. And I ran back out in the middle of the parking lot. All these people pull out of the, pour out of the store, kind of a little strip mall there. There must've been 500 people watching that thing buzz me. It was coming down, uh, just feet above me and I'll never forget the underneath of it. Shiny. Um, it was a shiny golden metallic with these three big round 
spears and all the hair on my body was standing straight up when this was happening. It went on for, you know, a few minutes and people were saying, kid, you know, go back to the car, get over here. You know, don't, but, uh, and, and then it, uh, uh, took off and went north, uh, up towards, uh, Alaska, Canada, that direction, but real slow. Uh, anyway, that's, that was my first encounter with, uh, a UFO up close and personal. And, and so you were, what, nine or ten years old, you said? So that would have been, what, 1970-ish, early somewhere time frame? You know what, I'm going to say 69, 70. Um, I was nine or ten. No, that's okay. that's approximate. You said the hair. So anyway, that was my introduction to UFOs as a young, young kid. Could you feel, like, any electricity in the air? You said your hair was standing on end, or was it just from kind of pure excitement? Or could you feel maybe some electrical force kind of in the air definitely some kind of uh static force in the air yeah definitely you know how like you take a balloon rub it on your head Mm -hmm. you know your kid and pull your hair out that kind of feeling but on high wow yeah and and that's been reported often definitely that that's uh residual yeah things wow 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 bob damn um the strange thing is the kid that was with me that day um will speed up things uh things happen throughout my life teenage life a few things that you know were so unbelievable i i just held them close i knew i couldn't tell anybody they were unbelievable and uh anyway um it continued throughout my married life raising children up in eastern oregon even the kids saw a few things and uh, uh i ended up moving back uh to the oregon coast um in my 40s and i noticed some strange activity in the area that I'm in. There's just, there's strange lights, the kind of stuff that I recognize. It's not ours, it's theirs. And so I noticed that it's uh, headed to a, uh, you know, out out in the forest, you know, that direction coming inland. I've seen different things come off the coast. So I started tracking them back in the woods and started running into, you know, orbs of light that just had no rhyme or reason. You know, the, even the colors of the lights are different. They're different than what, what we have. Um, and, uh, you know, look, watching this crazy stuff and not really, you know, not really feeling like going back in there alone, you know, just weird. And then a couple weeks into that, you know, I, I didn't go every night, but I at least went every other night, you know, other night when I started. And I noticed these other lights that came in that weren't, they weren't the same. The, the light was uh, completely different from being a light. It was more like a glow, a power source of some kind. And uh, I guess people call these things um, like spiritual orbs, you know, uh, differentiated from these light orbs that definitely put off a, you know, like more of a man-made type of light, you know, mm-hmm. mixed in with these things. And uh, I noticed that, um, uh, like they didn't get, they didn't get along. Let's say that their actions, the way the lights moved against each other, really something to watch. And we filmed a lot of that stuff out, out in the, out in the forest. But anyway, uh, I knew that ships were flying back in there. I'd seen craft that in the air flying back in there. And, uh, you know, I was determined to try to figure out where they were. So all of a sudden I ran into Vince, my friend that I had seen this first UFO with that I described earlier, um, I run into him and hadn't seen him in 20 years, 25 years, maybe. And, and so th- this is the guy that you saw the first UFO with, correct? When you were, you were little in the, correct, in going the back to the okay. First. Okay. 
And, and kind of bizarre, you know, that we'd run into each other. What was even more bizarre is I started telling him, you know, he was telling me all this stuff's been happening to me ever since then, you know, Bob back in. And I told him, yeah, me too. I said, it's really crazy. And I said, matter of fact, these weird lights are, I've, I've been watching in the woods. And he said, I got some spots you ought to check out. I'm doing the same thing. Now, what are the odds on me, this guy, 20 some years later, and he's doing the same dang thing that I'm doing. Yeah. And nobody in these That's towns funny. has a clue what's going on. Wow. That was really something. Does it seem like they're targeting you too? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, we came to that conclusion. I've I've lived long enough to to figure that one out. They definitely have in my life. So with so with that being said, you um, and I mentioned briefly in the intro. So you got to get. Was it just uh, you and him in the beginning to to get this group and start kind of researching or talking about what's going on, or were there more people involved? Well, right. It was, it was me and him at first for a few years. And, you know, we, uh, oh boy, did we, we started figuring out that, you know, we had to take in less electronics because when we'd go in and set up and try to get closer so that we could zoom in with the equipment that we had. And especially at night, it's difficult. Anybody that's got any filmed, um, we started figuring out that the lights that were coming in, um, I felt that they were like trying to distract us from the right area and that maybe they were some kind of surveillance for these craft. Hmm. And uh, so we started calling them sentinels. The sentinels are coming. The cameras are coming. And uh, sure enough, you know, um, we put it to test and we went in with no electronics, but I had my wallet with me, a few credit cards, and they have those electronic strips on them, you know, those things maybe a, you know, a, a, a few of them in there, but had no electronics. And we got, we were able to crawl in in about two hours to where we witnessed some really crazy stuff. And sure enough, the lights were taking us in the wrong direction. They were trying to steer us off, you know, in this direction, follow us, go this way. And uh, um, so we're in a quandary. How do we get in there with cameras to take pictures of this stuff? So that's where I knew that, you know, I was spending my savings already just doing the stuff with the equipment that we had. We had to upgrade. And so I took the, the money that I had and upgraded to better equipment, which really wasn't that much better. It, it was really expensive at the time for night vision and different things. So I spent, you know, quite a bit of money and found out that, uh, uh, the, you know, the, the same thing. I, it just wasn't enough money. The equipment wasn't good enough. Um, so after about almost, almost, I know it was over three years. So I'm going to say three and a half years with fence. He had some problems come up in his life. And I, I had a friend that I thought might be able to, to handle what was going on and, and maybe help. And wouldn't you know, he was moving up in the area about 20 miles away from us. He was in uh, his job and took him there. Oh. So I got him involved at that time. His name was Nathan. And uh, Vince had to go away for, a little over a year. And so Nathan stepped in and, and took his place. And, uh, uh, then things over the next two years got, got really crazy. The equipment wasn't good enough. We were frustrated. We had already lost some, lost some time. And, uh, what we would do is we would come back in after this time that we knew that we had got caught. I mean, we flat got caught out there and, uh, we remembered uh, what we did remember together 
um, was that uh, uh, we ran, got back to my van, and we ran on to a craft that was on the ground. Beings were out. Boom, we were right there. It was the craziest thing that, that we had ran into at close range. And then uh, um, uh, we really don't remember that much that happened, but we do remember bits and pieces of what happened. And uh, it's a crazy, a crazy story. So now all of a sudden this thing turned into not, you know, it just wasn't, uh, you know, uh, it turned into the real thing. It turned into a nightmare at that point. You know, it's, can we go on from here? You know, what do we do? Uh, we had to do a little regrouping, but we pulled it back together and started again. So you guys, um, but, you, you guys experienced missing time at that, at that juncture running into this yeah, craft. And um, we, we sure did. And, uh, um, it, it's a pretty intense story of what happened that night. Um, but I will say this, everything got real, real for myself and Nathan at that point. Vince, like I said, he was out of the picture at that point and nothing had happened to us as far as a direct encounter like that. We, we remembered seeing these beings. We got out, they were right there. The craft was landed. Um, there were tall grays, uh, there were short grays and some kind of land vehicles that they have, uh, that fly, but they were on the ground. We remember him walking t towards us. Um, uh, I remembered a couple of things that that happened during that time, but I've never had any regressive hypnosis to remember any more of it. Mm -hmm. It was hard enough to pull our bootstraps up and just continue at that point. Yeah. Um, and at that point, we had we had uh, built up a few witnesses. We brought in a few people uh, that were close to us, um, and. Uh, <laughs> At that point, I said, okay, we need long-range equipment. We need good stuff. This can't happen again because the, the memories are hard to carry around about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got a, I uh, had a gentleman that uh, I did business with in the past. who was a multimillionaire. He owned uh, a lot of businesses, Plaid Pantry he owned. He owned uh, G.I. Joe's. He owned big chains and sat on a lot of boards for different corporations, big corporations. He's the only guy that I knew that could afford the kind of stuff that I needed. So I did business with him in the past. I called him, hadn't talked to him in 20 years, asked him if he remembered me. And he said, I sure do. He said, that's when the war broke out. We couldn't fund your project. And he said, I really wanted to get you going. I remember you. So we started talking and of course the subject matter is tough. You know, Hey, I've seen, you know, this kind of stuff. How do I explain it to this guy? So, um, I guess I was pretty good at it because I convinced him to come out that night with his partner. Hmm. And I can't say their names because he never, he still sits, he, he does not want to be known uh, as connected to this stuff, but he got very deeply involved in it and he would do interviews, but he just, he's reluctant to use his name and I don't blame him. He's, you know, but so anyway, <laughs> these guys drive out from Portland, about an hour drive to get out to where I'm at. And I uh, didn't expect to happen what, you know, what happened. I didn't expect their encounter to go the way it did, but we're talking about it and we're, we're headed out and we get to a certain spot. And uh, um, I noticed uh, immediately as they noticed that uh, what's that bright light off the road up there. And I told them, I said, well, that's what you came to see guys. Um, I, I got up there. I always drive with, uh, um, had my lights set on my van so that they were on the ground. Um, 
and there are running lights. Uh, so they just illuminate the road enough that I can you know, see a few feet in front of me. And I know the road's good anyway. So I pulled up to a good vantage point, told them to get out right there and look at it. And I, they both get out and I hear one of them say, uh, wow, that, that's a craft, you know, it's on the ground, my God. And then, uh, um, the other gentleman says, oh, there's, there's movement. And I'm you know, sitting in the van with my legs out, looking at them just a few feet off the logging road, looking, you know, down a real shallow draft right there. And he says, oh, my God, they're walking up the street. I said, come on. They're walking up the trail. I said, come on, guys. We got to go. I got to go. So they're running back to the van. They're pretty upset, to say the least. They're, they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I start to to take off they're you know slamming the doors telling me to get the f out of here this is crazy they're they're actually going pretty nuts um and uh, as i'm pulling away i look in the rearview mirror and i see three of these tall grays walk up and stand on the logging road right in back of us and i hit the gray i hit the brakes and to you know to get a good look and uh, when i look back the gentleman in the back seat had his whole fist in his mouth reeling back and forth and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I, they're telling me to get the hell out of there. I wanted to get a good look. I got a good look, took off. And this poor gentleman, uh, boy, did he suffer. Um, uh, the, the man that I called, the, the main man that came out, uh, he, he handled it okay. He was able to, to pull it together. But this gentleman went through a year and a half, I think, of therapy. Oh, wow. Um, as a few other people did that were witnesses uh, that I took out. They, they just, they, when you look at something that is not human, the year, it is the biggest reality slap that you're going to have. And, uh, probably messes with everything he knows to be true. Yeah. Right. And, uh, um, (laughs) to this day, I feel sorry for the people that that had a, a hard time with it. Now I talked to him, uh, just a year ago, and he said that that poor guy still had a hard time. It so, really, really hit him hard. So you're still you're still in contact with the um, um, the original the the guy that owns the businesses of the company. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, I, okay. uh, yeah. I we, we we touch base from now and then. It's this has been the longest time that I haven't talked to him. It's been about eight nine months. So I, I've got a quite, and I guess just to put our listeners into a. a format of, of like how much so out of your encounters i mean and obviously you know it, it's different lights versus seeing grays uh, how many different encounters did you actually have um whether it's you or whether it was witnesses where you saw um alien beings oh let's see i never really tried to count that up um so you've had you've Multiple times, you've uh, around eight, eight or nine oh. people, I believe. Wow! That we actually saw the saw the beings. Three of us have lost time. One went bye bye for three days. One guy was Vince uh, had an encounter when he came back. And uh, he, things had got real hot at that point, and uh, we I, our lives hadn't been threatened at that point. And uh, uh, but he had came back. The three of us were in the woods one night. Uh, we thought we had a good vantage point. We thought we made it in there without, you know, crawling in there on our bellies. I mean, they'll, they'll get a heat signature. You, we had places we called vantage points, and we'd usually drop people off on the logging road while driving. 
and they'd go back in a few hours before dusk, and that that worked pretty well. Uh, they caught they, they catch on to everything. You can't these, these things are so much smarter than we are. I mean, you know, we found chinks in their armor, and and we used it to our advantage. And if we would have had the right equipment, the film that we would have had it would have just been phenomenal. Um, the unfortunate thing about the the gentleman that I brought in, uh, Mr. Rose, uh, this, uh, uh, oh yeah, it was, uh, Rose Teller, uh, was the name of the company that had the equipment that, that we wanted. And I told this man that I brought in that, you know, uh, I know a person that can equip one of us, but it's, a, it's going to be about $30,000 with the night vision, the cameras, the things that we need, uh, the long range equipment. And I believe it was FLIR equipment at the time, I think. So, so again, we're, we're, we're early 2000s, right? We're, what, 2005-ish, 2006-ish, or is it beyond yeah, that? Yeah, we would have been around 2006, okay. right in there, 2006. Yeah, that's that's approximate 2006, maybe seven, right in there. And, you know, we couldn't afford that stuff. Well, unfortunately, this guy had everything that he, he went through, a major, major hit, and uh, lost a lot. Um, he was willing to help out as he could, but it was too much for him to even do at the time. And uh, what's really, you know, that's why I wanted him to come in was to help us get the money we needed to get the equipment that we needed to make it happen. Right. right. Um, you know, I wanted to go in, I'd go back in those areas the least amount possible to get the information. It was, it was getting real. <laughs> Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. You talk so here's a, a question real quick. So when you talk about when you had these encounters, you saw the beans, you saw the lights. Is was it all in the same place, roughly like within say 200 square miles or 100 square mile? Like was it a, a really confined area, or is it just throughout Central Oregon type time for area? Well, you know what um, the, the reason the reason why I wouldn't 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 never give any exact locations to this this stuff is, you know, it's dangerous. I mean, flat out, this stuff's dangerous. People think that they're going to go out and they're going to do, you know, they're going to hunt these things and they're going to get the film and they're, they're going to do this. You're going to pay a price. If not your life, sure, sure. you're going to pay a price if you have any contact with these things. Right. In my opinion, they're not nice. They don't care about us. Mm-hmm. We're expendable. And over the years that I've quit that, you know, I've been, I've been quiet about this for, nine years. And the reason why is, uh, you know, I've, you've heard about the men in black. Yeah. Well, I've met the men in black. <clears throat> they live they're They're real, but they're not human. These, these guys. Um, and I don't believe they're, uh, maybe there's some kind of, of mild hybrid to a tall gray, but they're grays. So interesting. L- let me let me ask this. You mentioned something previous, and and I think we can 
I mean, number one, thank you. You kind of painted a picture from <laughs> where you're at now. Um, you talk about your life being threatened. When did that occur and, and what did that look like? How did that roll about? Well, the reason I brought that up is where our conversation was going, I guess. Um, sure. It, that happened um, after uh, we brought more witnesses in and uh, we brought in a professional camera crew. They were, we were going to try to do a documentary, but I told these guys, I, you know, that, you know, there's no way that we're going to be able to, to go out and, and uh, shoot a live documentary doing this. It's not going to work. Um, at best, you're going to get some lights off in the forest. Um, and they had to learn for themselves. I brought them, I brought a camera crew of six people in and, uh, uh, they, uh, they started filming and there was anomalies. I mean, there's, there's the orbs that I talked about. They were getting, they got a lot of uh, footage of the orbs and stuff like that. And the first night they were out there, one of these, one of these lights came up and hit the, uh, owner of the, of the, uh, company, um, while she was filming on a, like a 120 or $150,000 camera. And this light nailed her and another guy in pitch darkness. I could see this flash of them flying through the air. And so she got a real good taste that it was real that night. Um, and the reason why I'm going back to her now, I'm actually losing myself here. The reason why I'm going back to her is, um, uh, the witnesses that we were, were, we were bringing in at that time, even those people, uh, at the time that I was threatened to stop, these guys knew who their names were. They knew who they were. They knew where they worked. They knew that this woman had a daughter. They knew her name. They knew she had a puppy. They knew these guys knew everything. And these are the, we're still talking about the men in black. These are the men in black. Yeah. Right. That, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and the reason why I say that they're, you know, you, you can't mistake these guys. They're, they're really creepy. <laughs> where did they, where did they first approach you? Well, I noticed I was being followed for a couple of days. Uh, small town that I live in, you, you know, very small town mm-hmm. at the time and, uh, went into a local store and, uh, when I was in the middle of an aisle, um, they came to both ends of the aisle and walked right up to me and told me the way it was. And, um, and what time frame was this? Was this, again, we're looking at uh, 2007, 2008, or was this a while after? Well, this was just after, um, like, the camera crew and the people that I were talking about. We were building a witness base. Gotcha. Okay. We were going to start to do a documentary, and they were, you know, definitely involved in this. Um, uh, so... Uh, the witnesses that were, uh, uh, that were involved in it. Now I'm, I'm you know what? We, I got off on too many things here. The, Sorry. The witnesses <laughs> that were involved in it. I want to say that, you know, th- they were part of the people that were being, you know, threatened by these people. They knew everything about these people. Um, there was a radio show that was, uh, that, uh, we allowed to, uh, you know, uh, agreed to, to where they were interviewed in three, two hour segments. And, uh, after those segments came out is when I was threatened and that would have been in 2010. Okay. Okay. Hmm. 
did it yeah. how long did that last before i mean i would assume at that point you kind of backed away from everything or i mean were they convincing enough i suppose is my question that real intimidating but we we did we we continued for a while and uh the reason the only reason why we continued was basically out of you know, I'd spent my life savings basically doing that over a seven-year period. What savings I had, I spent everything. And uh, the other two people that were involved, you know, they they didn't have anything extra, so I had to I had to flip the bill for that. And you know, we put like fifteen about fifteen thousand hours of, of time out there wow. over those years, and uh, uh, and a couple of vehicles. We beat the beat the heck out of out of rigs. So. Um, the reason why I went back out was probably desperation to get that, that one great, great shot, you know. Yeah, there's no um, turning back now. <laughs> yeah, that kind of attitude, you know. Um, but then I, I was threatened again, and this time I was threatened by people that uh, uh, they they were human. And uh, they basically said if I didn't back off that family members were going to pay the price. They said, you know, what's it going to take? <laughs> you know, that. Basically, that's what they said. What's going to take with you? You know, well, it, it'd be easy. You know, the easiest thing is just take care of you. But you love your wife. You love your little dog, Shadow. Exactly. What about your brother? What about the, his new wife? What? Are, they know everything. These people. Do you think um, these humans were connected with the Men in Black? The humans that threatened you afterwards. Do you think they were all connected to the same? I don't out know, of their own organization, with lack of for a better word. Yeah, they, they said we all work together. Do you think it's government involved? Do you want to go that far, or, or do you think it's... Uh, you know, a... I, I, at one time I was petrified to talk about this stuff, but, um, you know, I've seen a lot that we're not talking about, okay? Uh, like I said, 15,000 hours is, is a long time to spend in the woods. Yeah, I ran into a lot of stuff that I wasn't supposed to see, and uh, um, I'm going to leave that at that for right now. Okay, fair. That's um, fair. And uh, the, to answer the question, uh, you know, yeah, it's connected. And is there, you know, um, are they, do, will I go as far to say, do, do I think they're working among us? Well, in the secret base, of course they are. I believe that. Are they out around and among us? You wouldn't know. You're not going to know. They can look as human as anybody, and you're not going to know. That could be your next-door neighbor. You're not going to know. And I think they've had, uh, what, 80, 75 years since Roswell to implant themselves throughout mankind? Mm -hmm. I believe they have. <laughs> so but what do I know, right? <laughs> what do we? None of us know really what's going on. Only 15, at least we're told right. only fifteen thousand hours of research. Right, exactly. So, um, so I have a question. When we talk about that, let's get a little bit more mainstream, I guess, and, and lighten the mood. I, I'm not that. I mean, number one, that it's yeah, blowing yeah, me away. Scared. Yeah, <laughs> it blows me away for the most part. Um, when you know, obviously, and we talked about this briefly on the phone, Bob, about I guess the the mainstream of this whole phenomenon and what's happening and, and, you know, whether it's on TV and, and, you know, I, Christ God, the Navy came out this year, you know, saying they don't really know what it is. I mean, obviously this is a, you know, never did I think I'd be sitting there listening to news and, and they would have a UFO report on the, on the local news, but they did. 
Um, with that well, being you know, said, that's really interesting. You know, I, I think they're, they're, they're getting us ready. You know, they're, uh, and I think they have been getting us ready for a long time. I think Hollywood plays a big part in, in, uh, in that, uh, statement of getting us ready. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Um, there is a big, big, uh, uh, brotherhood that we don't know about that we're learning about. Let's put it that way. We're learning about it. Things are coming out all the time, but you know what, what, what I've came to the conclusions I've came to, I'll share one with you. It's all evil, every bit of it. And I can say that with confidence, but you know what, what do I know? I mean, you know, I could be wrong. Not, <laughs> not in my mind. So you not in my mind, my friend. So you think um, it's it's evil? You don't think they're so? Let's go down the path of they exist. They're out there. They've uh, put themselves within our population. Wherever you want to look at it, there's underground bases. There's you know whatever rock you want to turn over. You don't believe the fact that that there's not a species here for good intentions or. Well, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, the, the real, I, I didn't even want to stop after these, these people. I mean, I was so furious that somebody would threaten my family and, you know, even my dog, you threaten my dog. I think you're good. You know, I would go nuts. I would kill somebody if they <laughs> I don't blame killed you. my dog. And, you know, I, I would want to. Yeah. I was so mad that I didn't really want to stop. I thought, you know what? I, I could train somebody to do this and get them to go out and do it, and we could find the money. It just made me so mad. But what really made me stop, and I didn't think I've never shared this with anybody. Um, you know, I went out a couple more times even after that, just like a F you. You know, I'm so frustrated. Just come and kill me. I'm, you know, I mean, I was just, I was really uh, pretty shook up at the time. And uh, I'm standing, I'd, I'd get, uh, at different times that I was in, in the home that we lived in at that time, I'd get these feelings just to walk outside, just go outside now. It was just an overwhelming feel, feeling. My wife's smiling at me right now. But I would get these feelings, and every time, I'm going to say 99% of the time that I'd walk out there, there was something in my face. So I walk out there after, you know, two days after these people had threatened everybody that was involved uh, in my family and all that. And I see this thing fly over the neighbor's house. It looked like a very large king size mattress flying in the air. And it was probably about a foot and a half thick. And I'm saying about the size of a king size mattress. Hmm. And on this thing, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And this is one of the things I didn't really want to go to and on your show, but I'll share this with you guys, you know? Um, there is a draconian. He's got to be at least, I don't know, 10, 12 feet tall. Great big long tail. Flies over the house, puts this thing at an angle, looks at me, and does a half moon circle real slow. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking, and I've already, I've already seen one, okay? I've already seen a few of these things. Off in a distance, nice, safe. This was not safe. This thing's looking at me like I'm lunch. Huh. It didn't say anything, but it got real close, and then it backed up, and there's an apple tree in the neighbor's yard in the backyard. 
And when it went down on the ground, it went down fast. That whole apple tree slapped the ground. And I remember jumping back on, on my door, my front door. I was standing outside my damn front door. <laughs> yeah. And this thing's on the ground. And I'm not going to say um, right now what I, what I said. I couldn't physically see it at that point. It was in the dark, but I could see some light there. And it was right there, 35 feet from me, but real dark out there. And I did say something before I went in and shut the door and melted on the floor thinking, oh, God, we're dead. <laughs> um, those things live. Uh, I know, I, you know, I, I put this, I knew way too much. That's why uh, I'm still, I'm still kind of shocked that I lived through this thing. I really am. Uh, I, I can um, imagine. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I start talking about this stuff like we're doing and it, uh, man, it, it brings up a, a lot of memories for me that you know nothing about. I mean, it's some very terrifying stories. I, I couldn't imagine myself going through, through no one percent and so the next day the next day i get up and i go down to the store to grab a pack of cigarettes at the gas station at the little gas station in town there and i get out and this guy pulls up in a weird looking car i mean this car stood out so bad everybody was looking at it and i'm like wow what i mean this body where the the it was weird. The guy gets out. I'm in the store paying. I can see people looking at his car. He walks in and he points at me and he goes, you. And I go, me? <laughs> and he goes, you. He goes, last night better been enough for you, buddy. <laughs> wow. Exactly what he said. Last night better have been enough for you. No, that last night should have been a, enough for you, asshole. Excuse me. I was an asshole. Walk back out in that car, and you know what? It it looked like I was looking at like a one of those animated cartoons. Mm -hmm. And in that short period of time, and the people that were out there, that it there wasn't one eye that wasn't on this guy. Wow! And so I quit. At that point, I quit. You'd had enough. I would have quit way before that. I think. But, <laughs> you know, good, good on you. Um, they don't call me Oregon Bob for nothing. <laughs> Touche, sir. So I've got a question about personable um, and family. How? I mean, obviously you 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 have a wife. We know you have kids. I, I think you mentioned. How did that affect them? I mean, this has been how many years? And how? how what does that look like as far as support or um, just their well being? I, I guess. Well, you know, I, uh, when, when the stuff started happening in the woods, the kids had already, my daughters had already seen a few things. Um, so I wasn't, uh, and, and, and they were out of the picture. They didn't live around the area. So they do visit and they are curious. So I did take them to some spots where they could see things from a distance. Um, but I never took them in close and the same thing with my wife. I took her in so that she, she, you know, she knew the old man wasn't losing it, you know, that, uh, yeah. there was some stuff happening, but as far as taking them out there, now these, these things, uh, um, like I said, they, they're, they don't give a, a rat's ass about us. Yeah. These people, I just laugh when these people say, Oh, they're going to come down with little fuzzy bunnies and give us great big hugs <laughs> and 
You it was cures for cancer, and they're going to have Kool-Aid that we're going to love. And it's all going to be this pretty little picture. Uh, those are the people I feel sorry for. Yeah. You don't subscribe don't to a- the Space Brothers theory then yeah you know these people and i mean i'm not trying to get on anybody's nerve about esoteric and all that stuff i understand where they're coming from it's just that um that's just not the reality that you see right that's not my reality now so what, what, what's the future hold bob where do you think we go from here and and i mean obviously you know you you've backed off a little bit and again i i can't say you know for all of us thank you for for coming on and, and telling your story but uh what do we what do we look like here in the future of this? Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've did a lot of research over the nine years. I've, that's basically what I do. I research about ten to twelve hours a day every day. Um, I've I've came to a lot of conclusions. I'm a I'm a, a believer in Jesus Christ. Number one, I'm a believer in God and country. Go Trump! I don't care who hates it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's, it's, they've always been here. I'm in my opinion, they've always been here and they're connected to something that, uh, uh, that's evil, that's evil in nature, uh, and always has been. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard about the fallen ones. Yes. Um, if you've ever heard about the book of Enoch, Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever heard about the watchers and, um, it all spawns, it's all, it's every bit of it, in my opinion, spawns from the fallen ones. Huh? Interesting. Okay. And, um, I, I haven't came to that conclusion lightly. Don't think I wanted to believe that. (laughs) So, but I, I've did enough research. I've had enough things happen to me and, my life has been a spiritual life too. Yeah, you know, you got to remember that. You know, my my best friend is JC, and and he's helped me through a lot, a lot. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I, I think I would have I, I would have went insane. Yeah, um, I know they sure tried to drive you insane, and that's what they'll do if you get too close. Right. Um, you know, it. Uh, wow. Like I said, I've seen things that you know I could I could I could tell you. But you're not going to believe it. Do you think these? And I haven't just seen one thing. I've seen many, many things, and that's why I came to the conclusion. Um, the people that are closest to me, they say you need to write a book. We know you're not a writer, but you need to write a book. Yeah. And you know what? I, it took me nine years to say, okay, I, I think I will. <laughs> you let me know if you need a ghostwriter, Bob, because I will. I'm not. I don't fancy myself a good writer, but I'm not a bad writer. <laughs> That's getting your story out there is pretty amazing. Um, I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. Um, hey, um, no, you know, that's really what I do need. And uh, I was looking at some different software and things where you can self-publish, but a ghostwriter would, would uh, somebody, who, I, I have no flair. I don't. Right. And uh, um, somebody that could write would be, would be nice. Yeah. You, you, you call it as you see it. So, um, right. well, first off, uh, you know, and again, thank you for y- your time. You know, I mean, when I first reached out to you, I, I don't think I, uh, I, I don't think we really expected, you know, a story like this. So, um, do you have anything on your side that you want to, uh, discuss or promote or, or anything that we can help you with? Well, the only thing, you know, um, 
like I said, it's been, it's been nine years and, you know, Oregon Bob looking for a little payback. I'm not as afraid as I was, you know, the kids are gone and raised. Things are spread out. I don't have to worry about my dog. I don't have to worry about my wife. Um, I want to get up enough money to, uh, get the right equipment and get the pictures. Everybody thinks they, I mean, I, I know my ability. I know what I can do. And if I had the right equipment, I could, I could get the right stuff. And if the right people could be involved, that wouldn't lose their marbles out there. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying I've watched, you know, full grown men with military backgrounds that I've had to carry out of places. Yeah, that haven't haven't done so well. Well, when something um, challenges your comp- whole, whole perception whole of reality, reality yeah. you know that's that's a lot to take. Yeah, in. I, I call it a God's almighty two by four of reality slaps you up the wrong side the head. <laughs> you know, people their belief systems are shattered. Oh sure. You know, I actually sure. feel bad, fellas, about about the casualties in in my story, and that's why. Before I'd go out, people would laugh uh, because I would pray and I would say, you know, Lord, uh, I put my body, soul, mind, and spirit in, in your hands. And these skeptics and unbelievers that are about to get bitch slapped by you <laughs> and the reality <laughs> that's term. here, will you please protect their souls and right. protect them if they won't say it themselves? <laughs> right. right. And, and, uh, I, um, they might've laughed when they went in, but they didn't laugh when they came out. They thanked me for it. Thank you for the prayer you said for us. Yeah. Because really you guys, when it comes right down to it, there's a lot of people out there that say they've had encounters and they've had, had this stuff happen to them. And it's not that I've got a crystal ball, but I, you know, I know I'm not the only one I've heard other people and I can tell they're telling the truth. Yeah. Not that everybody is. Sure. Um, yeah, you got to yeah, weed out the uh, you got to weed out the goods and the bads. I'm I'm sure with it, just like anything, but this definitely is a, a field and a realm that um, not a lot of people are prepared for. You know, no, so. they're not, and that's why I, you know. And I really did. I I wish that there would have been no casualties, but in this kind of you know, when you're after this kind of stuff, it depends on the person. Yeah. So if there was somebody out there that that you know had a uh, had the ability and the equipment and could handle it, not, not be all ears. Well, you know what, as far as we're concerned, uh, we're going to stay in touch with you. If nothing else, just follow your story and, uh, to see what else comes down the pike. I mean, I, you know, um, thank your family and, and you and, and all the encounters that you've had, uh, and then just your time here with us, you know, by all means it, it's been, so hopefully there's some future, uh, future reach outs, you know, between us and, and we can kind of delve into this a little bit more. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's all I can say. Hey, you guys, you're, you're welcome, you know? And, uh, like I said, uh, there's a lot more where that came from. So I'm sure we can talk in the future. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. We'll be in touch, Bob. Thank you very much for being on strange uncles. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everybody that's Oregon, Bob. Um, I don't know thoughts. That was wild. It's a terrifying story. It's very terrifying. I would, yeah. I would, I would be the guy in the back of the truck with the fist in my mouth if I if I <laughs> ran into a bunch of gray aliens on the ground. It, it just yeah. it, it amazes me, and and you know, and again, you know, I just thank you, Bob, for taking your time. Um, much appreciated. Yeah, taking the time, and I mean, I I feel like you're kind of putting yourself out there with that story as well. You know, it very can't much be, so. It can't be easy to yeah, you know, 
kind of, I guess, put yourself out there and tell the story. Yeah. So it's brave and appreciative. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just be kind of, yeah, it kind of blows my mind. So, you know, for the, whoever wants to think whatever they want to think, I, I mean, again, that it's, there it is, you know, that's his story. Um, we're going to continue to kind of be in contact with him. Uh, if nothing else, it's funny because when we were talking about this whole end and he, you know, Oregon's only a short central Oregon. We can drive there, dude. I mean, it's not that far, guys. Port- like Portland's 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, Central Oregon is, what, 10, 11 hours from here? Um, and, and you know, the invitation sounds like it's open. So we're going to keep in contact with Bob and and, um, and and see where it comes because, wow, damn. Yeah, I feel like maybe we could yeah. – uh, I'm interested to see what he's can show us out there. Yeah, very uh, much so. Interested yeah. also a little on edge – Ooh, what if Whoa. we see what he sees? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't what know. would you do? I don't That's know. my question. Like, if you saw Gray <laughs> step out of a Cadillac or uh, AKA like a spaceship, an MIB or anything, yeah. piss shit and run all at once. I don't know. <laughs> they could smell me coming from know. a mile away. I don't know because, like, part of me wants to see one so bad, but then part of me, like, I don't want to get abducted unless they're going to be like, mm-hmm. "What's up?" Throw me like a tall boy and be like let me show you outer space and how you traverse through the universe and, and why we're showing you this don't mind my finger well i mean I, I've, never heard, I've never heard a story of that happened so i don't think that's how it would go it's gonna <laughs> be like here's a tall boy you into butt stuff yeah. well, <laughs> get in <maybe>. loser <laughs> but according yeah according to oregon bob uh they well they're they're violent they're I not mean, they're not our they're spa- not friendly they're not our space brothers so no, that wouldn't be no. happening and honestly like the more and more i hear just like through research and various like all the media we consume, I don't I like that seems to be more the consensus nowadays. Is, is that they're yeah it's not a good malevolent. Thing. Yeah. And not only that, but I, I've heard well, and this is another theory that's come out there and I've heard it more and more, to be honest with you, from a duff- bunch of different sources that uh the Greys if they exist, let's say they do, they are actually kind of the I guess the soldiers of sorts of like, other yeah, alien species are come out. They're the ones that are kind of staking the ground and going, okay, the worker bees. Yeah, you know? kind of. And there's stories, you know, they so, could possibly be robotic. Right, yep. right. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, we hear a lot of that with our current understanding of physics and, and space travel. That would be one way to do it is to set up a self replicating AI mm. robot mm-hmm. and that you Ultron, can control from a ground base yeah. or something, kind of like and just send it out. And exactly. they look the same. That would explain the identical similarity. They're all the same. There's no, none of them has blonde hair, black hair. Yeah, There's they're just, not like that. They're all, they're just mass produced. They don't yeah. need, they don't need hair to keep their bodies warm. Right. Um, right. And that might be explain yeah. a little bit of the men in black too, because when they and like try no to, emotions, zero emotions. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to it, Bob. I tell you, you blew our mind. Yeah. Uh, so we blew our mind. I think, so we're going to keep in contact with you. Um, by all means, for those of you, again, I reach out to Bob, but please reach out to us, you know, when you can. I mean, it, it's just 801 252 69 45. Reach out to us. You can reach out to email strangeuncles at gmail.com, and you can find our website at mystrangeuncles.com. And you can, um, we're just interesting on any story we encounter. Are we are very interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything you guys have. For You're the most welcome, part. America. Yeah. Uh, you can follow our sexy asses on Instagram at Strange Uncles Podcast. That's also our Facebook. And we're just Strange Uncles, a little more creepy on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's Jonald Finn at Instagram. Oh, I'm totally or, stalking you, dude. At, it's at Jonald Finn. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram at Jonald Finn. Forgot how that worked for me. Uh, yeah. I'm at Stoliosis. I lurk more than I post, but I definitely I'm more of a lurker. But I need to I need to post more. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. On Instagram, I don't do a lot, but on Twitter, I try to. Yeah. So. I'm incredibly lazy, and if I'm trying to push a post from the Strange Uncles Instagram to the Strange Uncles Facebook, it won't let me I know where push your it to going. my Instagram also. Mm. Oh, And gotcha. so I'm super lazy and stop posting on okay. my own. Well, we try to keep up with social media as much as we can, although we are all slackers, obviously. Um, mm. But we do care about the high strangeness. So we do. We want you guys to... Uh, you know, to know that and be part of that. So also, anyway. if you guys have any ideas, anything you'd like us to research and talk about. Yeah. Right in. Let us know. Definitely. Definitely. We're yep. only three men. You can be three meager men and a little tiny wiener dog and a little tiny wiener dog. Yeah. Well, don't um, put that in the post credits. You yeah. can uh, also slide into the DMS. If that's more your thing than sending emails or leaving phone calls. If uh, you do have anything you want to tell us that's kind of personal that you feel comfortable sharing with us, but yeah, we'll keep you incognito. Yeah, like if you want us to not say your name or if there's anything you don't that you want to tell us that you don't want to go on air, that's fine. Just make sure you tell us what you don't want us to yeah. repeat. And there are those of you who have either written or called in with some stuff, and we do have that. We're just kind of waiting for the time and, and the right theme of the right show and the episode to kind of uh, pair it with, I guess. Um, so, you know, we're not ignoring you. Thank you. Keep writing in and keep uh, calling in, and and we'll go from there. But, again, uh, I'm not going to sleep all well tonight, and I guess we'll go from there. <laughs> Because that was yeah. one hell of a story. Yeah, I'm going to have to so. get drunk and pass out, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, you guys have anything else? I think that's it. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and close the gates.